usually we call this a point one where this is not this is like podcast only this doesn't go on source of radio uh, so it's just it's like DLC yeah okay cool yeah or expand or expansion pack packs yeah. for or villain like villainous <laughs> So, alrighty, I am recording. So, let's start. Three, two, one. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. Add audio expression through innovation. Hey guys, I think this is a uh, point one. We have extra material this week. So, uh, welcome everyone, welcome back. A uh, little bonus episode this week, our point ones, like we usually do. Um, it's like downloadable content add-on packs. Exactly. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the conversation we had with Maddie about Toy Fair, and um, it was a good time. I really enjoyed having Maddie on the show. Oh, yeah. Pardon the interruption. Uh, I think Maddie's still with us. Maddie. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well. I thought you got rid of me. <laughs> no, She's back, but wait, there's... <laughs> Or you're not authorized to access this area. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, well, as as long we we can let this slide as long as we don't piss off Thursday too much because she she likes to tease um messing with the computer systems. Oh yeah, she does. And and, and that gets scary. Activating security protocol self destruct sequence, erasing all data. Uh oh. Just kidding. <laughs> she has a, she has a sense of humor too. Um, so with the point one this week, we are going to be doing our picks of the week since we ran out of time in the main show because um, of our limitations for Sorcerer Radio. Uh, Kylan, why don't you start us off? And um, I think we may need to explain, since we have a guest, explain the rules of how this goes. All right. Well, uh, so this part of the show, uh, we call it our picks of the week. So each of us have uh, three picks. And so we will talk about the book. Uh, We'll talk about who wrote the book and what the talent attached to the book, a brief synopsis of the book. And then uh, once the three of us do our uh, our book for that turn then then you get to uh say which one speaks to you which one you like 
It could be one, it could be all, or it could be none. It's up to you. It's like a crazy kind of thing. I dig it. So, Eric, you've got the pick of the uh, the MU pick, which is the Marvel Unlimited pick. Um, I do. So why don't you start us off this week? Okay. Um, this week, I'm going full trade paperback, just because it's not because they're just crap to choose from in the normal picks, It, but these are ones that uh, really just appeal to me. So the first one is Black Widow Marvel team-up paperback. Uh, The world's greatest super spy and her finest team-ups alongside Spider-Man, The Thing, Daredevil, and more. Terror group The Sword of Judgment threatens the end of the world, unless Natasha Romanoff and Ben Grimm can stop them. Then Spidey and the Widow form an arachnid double act to take on the Silver Samurai. But when they meet again, why does Natasha think she is a teacher named Nancy Rushman? Maybe Nick Fury and Shang-Chi can help unravel the mystery of the widow's double life. Plus, when a young man is wrongfully accused, Natasha must cross paths with old flame Daredevil. And it's all out action when the Black Widow teams up with Silver Sable and Dark Star. Uh, this is collecting Marvel 2-in-1, number 10, Marvel Team-Up, numbers 57, 82 through 85, 98, 140 and 141 and also contains material from Marvel Comics Presents numbers 53, 70, and 93. Okay. Kylan, you're up next. All right. My first pick is Hawkeye Freefall number four uh, brought to us by Matthew Rosenberg, Otto Schmidt, and Kim Jacinto. Daredevil tips Hawkeye off to the formation of a new task force. They have one mission, to stop the dangerous new Ronin before he tears the city apart. Clint joins up, but he can't help but notice that Ronin gets results. Whose side is he really on? And as Hawkeye's own hunt for the hood intensifies, he's about to find himself in the sights of one of his most dangerous of all time. Okay. Well, I'm going to start a theme of my own with my picks. Um... My first pick of the week is the last of a miniseries. Uh, it's written by Charles Soule, uh, and then part of his creative team is Will Sliney and Clayton Crane. This is Star Wars Rise, The Rise of Kylo Ren, number four. The Rise of Kylo Ren concludes as Ben Solo, once the Jedi's greatest hope, is swallowed by the dark side. It is his destiny, and if there was ever another path, Snoke and the Knights of Ren made certain he could not see it. From Ben to Ren he is now lost so that concludes the first round and the judge says all right you guys probably know what I'm gonna pick I really liked Eric's pick of the Black Widow Marvel team up okay and there's a whole bunch of characters there and the story sounds pretty compelling and there's sounds like there's a lot of content in there too yeah I had a couple of those when I was a kid a couple of the issues that are contained in that trade paperback uh, particularly the one with Nick Fury and Shang-Chi oh dude yeah well here here's the other nice thing um, for Maddie and others who are in parts of the country where comic books aren't readily available there's a website called comicology or you could go to marvel.com itself and shop their digital comics and you can buy the comics online and read them right there online then you don't have to worry about storage space because they're all on their cloud servers so that that makes that really a a cool deal to to have 
So um, let's move into our second picks of the week. Okay, my second pick of the week, uh, again, spoiler alert, it's a trade paperback. It is Rocket Raccoon and Groot Tall Tales. There's a new criminal mastermind in the galaxy, and it's Rocket Raccoon. How did this happen? Well, Groot knows, but he's not talking. Well, he is talking, but all he's saying is, well, you know. Exactly. Diabolical (laughs) danger, madcap mysteries, and astonishing adventure abound in tall tales of everyone's favorite cosmic double act. Then Rocket and Groot put the fun in funeral, but any mirth is only hiding a certain raccoon-like critter's grief at the death of his mentor in con artistry. And when Captain Marvel enlists her Guardians of the Galaxy pals to fight Civil War II, surely it won't divide these BFFs. After all, they are Groot, right? All that, plus the unbelievable Gwen Poole. If you love adventure, animals, outer space, and just about anything in between, this is the book for you. And this collects Rocket Raccoon and Groot numbers 1 through 10. Great synopsis. Yeah, great. <laughs> Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Submariner Marvel's Snapshot number 1. Brought to us by Alan Brennert, Jerry Ordway, Alex Ross, and Kurt Busick. It begins here. A series of specials that show us great scourge from the golden age to today. All through the eyes of ordinary people. Project creator Kurt Busick of Marvel's Natural City has brought together an amazing assemblage of talent to bring you a total of eight new and unusual viewpoints on Marvel history and Marvel heroes. Two per month for the next four months. To kick it all off, best-selling novelist and Emmy Award-winning TV writer Alan Brennert of of L.A. Law and Twilight Zone and superstar artist Jerry Ordway of All-Star Squadron, Crisis and of the... Crisis on Infinite Earths, tell a story of Marvel's debut superstar, Prince Namor the Submariner. It's 1946, and the boys are back from World War II. But they haven't left the battlefields behind, as reporter Betty Dean discovers when she and Namor reunite for an outing at Palisades Park, only to find themselves under attack. Also featuring the all-winner squad, a dramatic, unexpected, and revealing tour through the Marvel Universe by a cornucopia of amazing creators. Okay. My second pick of the week happens to be a number two. Uh, it's a Star Wars Darth Vader number two, written by, uh, and it's by Greg Pak, Raphael Aniko, and Inhook Lee. The Face of the Queen. In the wake of the shocking revelations of The Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader continues his quest for revenge against everyone who hid his son Luke from him. But when his search takes him deep into his past, he uncovers a hauntingly familiar face that will challenge everything he knows. And I love the uh, the look of this cover. Um, see if I could. I will share the link with you, Maddie. So you can see this cover as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I love how it's kind of got an animated look, and I love the look of Padme on this cover. And this is uh, In Hook Lee who did the cover on this. Oh wow! And this is something that you want to hang up on your wall. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is an absolute gorgeous piece. I, I would love a full-size print of this, very much so. All right. So that completes round two. 
Oh, well, I really do like what you just said, the Star Wars Darth Vader number two. But I also really like Eric's Rocket Raccoon and Groot. That would sound awesome. Well, it sounds like if we're keeping score, which we're not, but we may. Eric two, Mike one, Kylan. Well, there's a, there's a ring. Time to go on Jeopardy where the scores can really change. It's, it's like who, it's like whose line is anyway, where, where the points don't where matter. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Don't matter. Um, so Eric, final picks of the week. My final pick of the week is now for something completely different: a trade paperback, <laughs> the history of the Marvel Universe Treasury Edition. It's Ooh. the greatest tale ever told, and you've never seen it like this. Writer Mark Wade and artist Javier Rodriguez weave together a sprawling interconnected web of stories into one seamless narrative that takes you from the dawn of the Marvel Universe all the way to its end. Far more than a collection of moments you may already know, this is a new tale featuring previously unknown secrets and shocking revelations connecting dozens of threads from Marvel's past and present. From the Big Bang to the Twilight of Existence, the sweeping saga covers every significant Marvel event, providing fresh looks at characters of all eras. Collecting History of the Marvel Universe, numbers one through six. Okay. Kylan, your second pick of the week. Earth, my final pick of the week. Sorry. Yeah. It's K1DX, and it's brought to us by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. Uh, the Dawn of Rebellion. Cable was a grizzled old veteran of the wars to save the future, and he will be again. But for now, he's a young mutant living in paradise, leading a life of adventure. Nathan Summers, son of two of the most powerful mutants on Krakoa, has a destiny leading the youth of mutant kind in rebellion. So why not start now? Jerry Duggan of the, the Marauders and Deadpool and Phil Noto of Star Wars and Poe Dameron brings us young Cable as we've never seen him before. And I have to say, this particular cover looks like an 80s movie poster. I wish, I hope somebody somewhere has a foresight to have a big promo poster of just this cover alone. Seriously. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is also from that galaxy far, far away. It's a new book, um, a new storyline, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one. Never portray a bounty hunter, especially if it's Boba Fett. Years ago, Valance and fellow bounty hunters Bosk and Boba Fett took on a mission that went sideways in a bad way after Valance's mentor, Nakano Lash, violently betrayed them. Valance's team barely escaped with their lives. He never thought he would face his old mentor ever again until Lash finally resurfaces under mysterious circumstances. Every bounty hunter in the galaxy wants a piece, and Valance is hell-bent on getting to that prize first. He has a score to settle, but so does Boba Fett. Uh, Ethan Sachs and Paolo Villanonli are teaming up to bring you the bounty hunter adventure you've been waiting for this March. And with with Ethan at the helm of this, and of course what he did with the Galaxy's Edge books, um... And I believe uh, we caught him in the very beginning of his career as a guest on the show back in the day. We did. So what's even better? 
We got more valence. We got more valence. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like, too, is if you read um, the solo Imperial Cadet series, valence is there. And apparently one of the reasons why Solo was kicked out of the Academy is he defied orders to try and go back and rescue valence. Valence again. And he was told, let him be and let him let him die. It's just he's just another body. And that went against Solo's uh, ethics and morals. I had the very first comic book where Valence is appeared. So yeah, he's one I, of my favorite. He's one of my favorite characters. Him and Crimson Jack are the are my favorite characters from the original Marvel run on Star Wars. And, and I'm glad he's one that they have brought into uh, current canon. And, and I keep thinking back to when Jason Aaron was on the show because yep. this was right after the Star Wars title started. Yep. And you know, we asked him specifically about uh, Lucasfilm's this decision to go in a different direction from the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. And we asked him specifically, how free are y'all to bring in material? And he basically said, look, we can bring in anything we want, but it's got to be approved by the story group to make sure somebody else isn't doing it. Yep. So, yes, I am glad characters like Valence and Thrawn and these others are being reintroduced to the Star Wars canon. How how cool would it be if we possibly see Valence in uh, maybe Mandalorian Season 2? Oh. Mm. Mm. Oh. Dude, you're going to have fan casting before this is over. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we may have to. Um, so that's round three. How, All right, general, please. <laughs> On oh, this one goes to Kaylin, I think. Ah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. See, see, see. Thank you. <laughs> um. I guess before we hit the MU pick, let's go ahead and do a quick fan casting of, uh, of Valance. Um, so you have a rough idea, Maddie, on who we're talking about? Yeah. Link's coming through now. It's the gentleman pretty much in the middle of the book, middle of the cover. Got it. So, Eric, who would you go with? You know, considering he's supposed to be kind of on the older side, or at least looks older, it could have been like Indy said, it's not the years, it's the mileage. I would actually go Joseph Culp, the guy who played Dr. Doom in the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Okay. Kylan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Ooh. Ooh. This is not a cop-out, but I was going to say the same exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm just like, I'm like, because Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he he has that, he does that rugged, like, look, like, really well. You know, yes. I, I look at it, that's why I'm like, that's why I got, I'm like Jeffrey Dean Morgan right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can so totally see that. I am, I am split between two people, um, and I can't find who I'm looking for. I don't remember his name. First person I'm thinking of is Michael, Michael Ironside. Mm, okay. But my, yeah. but my better choice which is going to be a long shot, but my, my better choice, I want to make sure I get the right person. Um, but I can't, I'm not seeing him in the, uh, basically it's the, the, the sensei from Cobra Kai or, uh, the karate kid. Um, 
Oh, he, he's been doing all the Quicken Books commercials lately. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, gosh. Wait a minute, wasn't he the wasn't he the the sweep the leg guy? Yeah, that's him. He he's the sensei to say sweep the leg. Okay. He, he gave the instructions. Um, Martin Cove, Martin Cove, that's his name. Yeah, he he actually he came back. He showed up at the very end of season one of Cobra Kai. And then he was back all season two. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. I can see that. Because another great movie he was in was Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, he got it. He, yeah, he got it coming, too. He had it coming to him. Michael Ironside, I, I like that choice, but I think he would have been a, he would he would have been the perfect choice 20 years ago. Yeah, that, that's he why looked, my second choice is Michael is Martin Cove. At, at this state, he, he reminds me more of the dad on that 70s show. Kurtwood Smith, it's his name. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think we, we have some great choices for, for fan casting. Oh, snap. No, no, no. Kurtwood Smith's way too old. How? What about your MU pick this week or Marvel Unlimited? Oh, okay. My Marvel Unlimited pick of the week. Well, <clears throat> I think Mandy's going to like this one. Yay. It is Tales of Suspense number 52 from 1964. It is an Iron Man story where titled The Crimson Dynamo Strikes Again, where, of course, Iron Man is a featured character. The main villain is the Crimson Dynamo with uh, antagonists Nikita Khrushchev and the Black Widow. Ooh. Ooh. This is Black Widow's very first appearance. Then she was a villain and she was known as Madam Natasha. Okay. So there you go. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the point one. I believe this is so issue. Sorry, we have issues. Issue 283.1. Um, Maddie, thank you again for joining us for, for the point one as well. Uh, I know. Thank you so much for having me. Um, hopefully you got some great ideas for, for books. Um, before I even knew you were going to, you were going to be wearing a star Wars sweatshirt. I went with the whole <laughs> star Wars slate to begin with, because that is, that is one of my big go-tos with, uh, with Marvel comics. I, I have I did not have the ability to keep all my original Marvel line when that came out. So I'm doing my darndest to get them all now. And so far I'm succeeding. So I I can't pass it up. Um, So um, since it's comic books, do you have any questions for us that may sway your, your influence of what you may or may not want? That's a great question. I guess. How about what is your favorite title that you've read in the past month? Uh, I'm going to say... For me, for this year. Um, as much as I've loved all the Star Wars stuff, the um, Gwynpool Strikes Back series, uh, which was a miniseries, uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, I absolutely love the Gwynpool character and was sorry to see her get wrapped after 25 issues, uh, but was glad to see her make a, a comeback for her own for her own little run. Um, and I'm okay if they continue doing that every now and then, maybe once a year, do another four or five issue run with her, just to have a side story from West Coast Avengers where she appears. Yeah. Uh, Kylan, Eric, favorite favorite title in the last month or since the beginning of the year? I, I would say um, actually I, there's two books that I'm really heavily hooked on right now. And the, f- the funny thing is neither one of them are Marvel titles. <laughs> uh, but one is Cobra Kai, uh, which tells the Karate Kid from Johnny's point of view. And uh, the I- IDW's latest G.I. Joe series. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Me, I've been I've been reading a good bit of Marvel Unlimited and I've been trying to get caught up on Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Yeah. Just because I like I, I like some humor in my stories and one in particular. And this is one that I picked for a Marvel Unlimited not too awful long ago. It's it, it was basically Rocket and Groot play fantasy football on an alien planet. <laughs> But it starts out with Rocket GMing a D&D campaign. That's interesting. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's just the the absurdity of it because he, yeah. play, he is he is running this game at Avengers headquarters. So you see all these superheroes sitting around the table with their characters, and it's just kind of like, how meta can you get? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That, that's cool. Uh, any other questions? Your your chance to no, turn the I table feel, on us. I know. I feel like I have a lot of power right now. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think I'm all set. Well, as Uncle Ben once said, with great power comes great power. <laughs> that is true. I thought Uncle Ben said, try my rice. You'll like it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Oh, boy, yes. You got me. I think that was the last words Uncle Ben said. <laughs> I promise. Um. Okay, so the dog didn't like that one either. So, um, any final thoughts from from anyone in the in the gallery tonight? I really liked Eric's final Marvel Universe pick, and I think it's something I'd like to read. Awesome. Well, it's real easy to get it. Uh, Marvel Unlimited is a collection of over twenty thousand titles of the Marvel Library, and <laughs> you, you could do either a monthly or yearly subscription to it. And it is the, essentially Netflix for comics. That's awesome. And depending on what level uh, annual subscription they do offer, like it's an annual and the annual plus and the annual plus, you get a discount code and um, get access to the special Marvel Unlimited panels like they host at, uh, I know, New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con. They have the special unlimited panels. And a lot of times there's a small bit of swag that they give that as well. So, um, Ooh, look at that app. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's worth it. It really is. Yeah, it is. So, well, on that final note, um, I'm going to say thank you for everyone for sticking around longer for our picks of the week and to hear Maddie rate us on how we did and then turn the tables on us on, on asking a couple of questions, which is which is great for us to get to then we could do our job more. So. Um, so yeah, so thank you everyone. And until next time, uh, we shall, I guess, use Stan Lee's famous quote and say, Excelsior. Excelsior.